And good morning, everybody, and happy kickoff Sunday right here. And welcome to this edition here once again of Show Blitz here of the Mass Steel Podcast. Or, of course, you're surely Charles Project Richie here, as we are just less than five hours away uh, from kickoff happening today. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers will be on the road uh, today. First Cincinnati Bengals begin the 2022 campaign, the 90th season of the Pittsburgh Steelers as uh, going into a classic AFC North battle, defending AFC champions right now, the Bengals right now, looking to be a legit threat for years to come uh, and a serious contender, maybe Super Bowl aspirations, who uh, came up just shy at the end of last season versus the LA Rams. Uh, Steelers right now, uh, find themselves in a position where they haven't been in a long time, a losing streak uh, versus the Bengals here. They're on a uh, three-game uh, losing streak as of late. Man, it's been a while since the Steelers have uh, been through that. I mean, of course, when you consider, I mean, when the Steelers won 10 in a row off them in the regular city, regular city beginning in 2015, the second game of that season. They split the two during that season where they lost at uh, Heinz Field, which is now Akershire Stadium, of course. But then they were able to get even with them two times that year, including the playoffs. You know, a wild roller coaster uh, playoff round in the wild card round uh, that year uh, where it came down to a field goal. Heck, man, that game. Steelers looking to find a way to pick themselves up get back in uh, business right here uh, outside that in recent memory, as far as in this uh, past uh, decade, the longest uh, losing streak here in the 21st century versus the Bengals has been a two game uh, losing streak. And that was between uh, December of 2005 where Steelers lost at Heinz field. Bengals would go on to win the division that year. Steelers would get the last laugh of the Super Bowl. But then they would also go lose the following year. Uh, once again, at home uh, to the Bengals. And uh, here we go right now. Like I said, the Steelers begin the 90th uh, season. And looking to uh, start a new era, so to speak, right now. Uh, Steelers, uh, for the most part, uh, find themselves in a very unique situation right now. Uh, as everybody's been getting used to Ben Roethlisberger for the previous uh, 18 seasons now. Not anymore. Uh, who is now officially retired. That happened in January. And here we go right now. Steelers right now, who are going to be right now, uh, for the most part, uh, trying to make some uh, real good uh, splash right now. I really believe this uh, division right now, can be uh, wide open, I mean, for everything that has been going on right now. I mean, you look at, like, all the signings they have made in the offseason right now. I mean, just little by little. I mean, what they've been able to do. I mean, the Steelers, are for the most part, have really done their homework on a lot of stuff right now. And uh, take a look at how they've been able to, like, uh, put this thing – uh, together. I mean, and 
here we are right now. Got a few uh, familiar uh, faces right here still sticking around right now. And uh, just to give everyone a little recap, uh, too, by the way, uh, remember the captains uh, for this year, uh, which was announced uh, this past uh, week, uh, Najee Harris, who's in his second year right now, uh, he will receive honors as a team captain. Uh, and then you also got, once again, Cam Hayward, uh, Miles uh, Kilbrew, Mitch Trubisky, and TJ Watt. So other than Cam and TJ right now, those are the two familiar captains. Remember, TJ wasn't the captain uh, last year. Instead, it was his brother, uh, Derek Watt. But, I mean, here we go right now. I mean, a lot has been said uh, leading up to this point. Uh, really, a team that really sounds – I mean, Mike Tomlinson is very excited right now to be in this position and uh, to find a unique uh, challenge right now. I mean, certainly there is a lot of unknown, but, you know, as uh, he was saying down with uh, Bob uh, Labriola today, uh, one of the questions was asked, is the head coach quarterback relationship different than the relationship with our players simply because of the position? Uh, Mike Thomas' response was saying, I, it can be, but again, like I mentioned, it's the personalities, it's the men. It certainly can be. There are certainly more opportunities for it to be, but not a requirement. And, uh, yeah, I, I love that answer right there. I mean, you know, Mike Tomlin uh, definitely loves the challenge right now. I mean, it is going to be a little bit naked uh, without Ben Rosberg here. I mean, it's a unique situation. They, like I said, they haven't found themselves in a long time. But I, I do believe right now, I mean, the bottom line is this. The Steelers right now, they need to get back to uh, find a way to vote. Throw the run. I mean, Najee Harris, I mean, if you speak about it, too. He was the Steelers' first 1,000-yard rusher since uh, Le'Veon Bell, which was last done in uh, 2017 right there. I mean, I mean, I mean, last year, I mean, Najee Harris, I mean, for the most part, I mean, uh, last year, had an incredible uh, rookie season. It's, he had to earn pretty much all his yards behind a bad offensive line, but still he averaged about nearly four yards of carry uh, off of 307 rushing attempts for 1,200 yards. And he also caught 74 catches for 467 yards, finishing the season solid uh, 381 total touches for 1,667 yards, uh, 10 touchdowns he had uh three receiving touchdowns and seven uh, touchdowns for, on the ground to get into the end zone, which is very impressive, by the way. Hey, you look at that right there. I mean, you got to believe right now Mike Tomlin officially recognizes him as one of the uh, faces of this team. And congratulations to him, by the way. Uh, and then you just saw, like, a lot of stuff. I mean, the roster cuts uh, that happened, I mean, this past week. Uh, shortly after Labor Day, uh, basically, I mean, going into this uh, season right now, I mean, on the 53-man roster, a few uh, interesting uh, names uh, that they had on here. I thought Anthony McFarland, who had a pretty good uh, preseason game uh, versus the, I want to say it was the Seahawks, which was the uh, first game right there. 
which was the opener of the preseason, which we saw back on August 13th. Uh, I mean, I was a little disappointed he had to be uh, let go. But still, I mean, when you look at the running back uh, death chart on here, Harris, of course, is a feature back. Uh, then you got number 30, Jalen Warren right here, uh, who's right behind it. And Benny Snell drops down to the number uh, three spot right now. So I wonder how much uh, significant that means for uh, his future going forward. Remember, they drafted him uh, last year. Uh, and, and, I mean, no, uh, they drafted Benny Snell, let's see, back in 2019. He was uh, drafted in the fourth round, 122nd overall. Not a bad uh, position right there uh, to be in. But still, when you look at where he was uh, last year on this uh, running back uh, death chart right here, he was the number two uh, guy behind Najee Harris. That was Kalen Blige right now. But uh, Warren right now, we'll see what he can do right now. Uh, that That's going to be the thing right there. I think uh, Najee, Najee Harris right now, I think, you know, Tomlin believes he is a feature of this team, one of the future uh, faces, and just very impressive to see him uh, get that nod right there as far as being a leader on here. Then you also look at some of the other, like, uh, roster decisions they had to make on here too. I mean, forming this 53-man roster. I mean, you also, I mean, the releases that they, no, excuse me, Anthony McFarland, he's on the practice squad. Let me take that back. But I mean, the re, the releases that they made uh, throughout the offseason for uh, this year, I mean, you had Daniel uh, Archibald, who's placed on the retired list, uh, defense lineman, uh, Gennard Avery, outside linebacker, Doug Thompson, defensive tackle, Khalil Davis, Jake Dixon, uh, Trey Emmons was an noble name on here. Uh, didn't really, I think, uh, make the depth chart last year. Uh, yeah, Lysius uh, Gilbert right there, too, uh, who has been uh, released. Trying to see if he's made out of the back in the practice squad. No. And uh, some other guys, too, like Justin Lane right there, uh, cornerback, who did not seem like he fared very well. Uh, he was selected in 2019. He was drafted in 2019. Let's not forget Henry Mondu, uh, defensive end. He seems to be a very uh, familiar face that pops back on. Uh, not this time. Uh, and then uh, Chris Oladoka right here. I mean, that's the one that's a little puzzling right there. The very last pick they had in this year's draft doesn't even make the team. Yellow, he's not on the uh, practice squad. But I think he will be concerned uh, down the road uh, for the most part. But uh, anyway, speaking of Harris, let's go another uh, famous uh, Harris, a uh, legendary Hall, Pro Football Hall of Fame running back, four-time Super Bowl champion, uh, the one and only uh, Franco Harris, who will become the third Steeler in franchise uh, history to have his uh, number uh, retired uh, going into uh, this season. Uh, which will be on December 24th uh, of this year when they will be hosting the one and only Raiders. It will be a, the official 50-year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception right there. 
I mean, how about that? I mean, right there. I mean, you, you look at that right there, only fitting to be doing it against that team. I mean, the Raiders. And uh, we'll see how they uh, do significantly uh, as time uh, goes on. But uh, truly an awesome honor right there. The shoe, I think, uh, fits right there if you look at it. I mean, uh, it's just been an amazing run right there for this team. I mean, a guy who's made nine Pro Bowls, only an All-Pro just once. I mean, still, I mean, he, he made in the class of uh, 1990 back in Canton, Ohio. But, I mean, look at the Steelers right there. Like I said, they only had, like, uh, three notable uh, – two other people retired. Uh, you had the – Ernie Stotler right there, who played both defense man and defense tackle throughout his career. And, of course, uh, Mean Joe Green, who played 13 seasons uh, right here uh, with defense tackle. Of course, one of the, the true uh, foundational pieces for this team, before he got kick-started, before they started having their luck with, uh, you know, Terry Bradshaw, who become their next number one, who become their next uh, pick later on. But still, I mean, it was just when you look at everything, this team right now, what they mean for him to uh, like have the salary bestowed upon him. I mean, it just speaks uh, volumes right here. I mean, look at all that right there. I mean, for him to have his number retired, uh, you know, like a uh, capping. The immaculate reception after all these years. I mean, 50 years right here. I mean, uh, to just, just think how he just caught a deflected uh, pass uh, from uh, Terry Bradshaw right there. And uh, it was just like uh, still to this day, I mean, like uh, if it hit a Steeler uh, twice and uh, just a significant uh, concert from the Raiders' perspective, they call it the immaculate deception. Uh, but still, nonetheless, I mean, Franco Harris, I mean, when you think about that group of character of the 1970s uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, yellow from the steel curtain, Franco Harris, in my mind, I'm sure most people would agree that he was clear number two leader on that team in terms of character and being a representative for that team and help, you know, keep them for winning years to come, not just as a family, but I mean, just a winning culture. I mean, Steelers for nearly four years were the, the level losers of football up until that time. Don't forget, a lot of that time, too, they spent in the NFC conference, which was the NFL conference, before, long before they had the, the merger with the AFL, which became the NFC and AFC, beginning in 1970, which was the true official year of the merger despite the Super Bowl beginning in 1966, still having separate leagues. I mean, for those uh, first four uh, years. But uh, Franco, uh, congratulations, man. Uh, couldn't have been any uh, honor right here uh, for him. Uh, moving on from that right now, uh, Mike Thomas right now, uh, 15 years uh, starting off as a head coach to have uh, consecutive uh Non-losing uh, seasons right here. I remember uh, Mike Tomlin 
did uh, beat the record of my Schottenheimer, who had uh, 14 uh, consecutive uh, seasons of uh, non-losing uh, uh, years right here. Don Shula, of course, was the very uh, first one. Uh, his streak began uh, in 1963 when he debuted as a coach. Uh, it snapped um, after the 1975 uh, season. 1976, his uh, first losing season was with the Dolphins, where they won six and eight. Then, of course, uh, you got um, Marty Schottner, both coaches who had passed away uh, in the recent uh, last two years were here. Mary Schottenheimer, who uh, began his career with the Browns, uh, his uh, losing streak snapped beginning in 1998, uh, right there when he was uh, coaching the Chiefs um, during this period. I mean, after that season, he would be uh, let go, took them to multiple uh, playoff appearances, including uh, – Five years in a row from 1990 through no six years in a row excuse me from 1990 through 1995 right there I mean still great uh company for Mike Town to be in uh as you know Marty Schottenheimer has yet to be a Hall of Famer in uh Canton uh, I would personally love to see that happen uh one day but I mean he wasn't clutch in the postseason as much never got to the Super Bowl that was the only difference between, uh, you know, the other two coaches, uh, Mike Simon Harris had. Mike Tomlin, Don Shula did win Super Bowls at least. I mean, of course, Don Shula, as you know, Tom will one more. But still, I mean, look at it right there. And uh, Don Shula, who has a losing record in the Super Bowl with uh, two and three uh, for the most part, and here we go right now. But, I mean, Tomlin, you got to believe right now, I mean, just just like it always says, love smiling in the face of adversity. No question about it. Uh, one of the things uh, he was uh, mentioning throughout his uh, presser this week, he expects Alex Highsmith to be ready uh, for this week's uh, game. Uh, Deontay Johnson, who uh, had a... Uh, Shoulder and cramps uh, following the finale against the Detroit Lions a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're going to get into the practice report in just a second here, but he seems like he's good to go for today. Uh, Steelers uh, PR man, uh, Burt Lawton, announced this past Friday on uh, September the 9th that the team will be honoring their late teammate, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, remember, uh, he uh, got... Uh, ran over this past uh, April, and this was supposedly at their hanging with uh, Mitch Bisky trying to get a team gathering, and uh, just sad to see a young man's uh, life be uh, taken. A very uh, sad, sad loss for him and his family uh, right there. Uh, true character right there, uh, who uh, was given our chance uh, to try and, like, uh, Rebuild his career. He had some struggles along the way, but at the same time, who he was as a man, as a person, very well respected, had very great work ethic, in my opinion. Uh, first round pick. Just sad to see a young man go way too soon on that. Uh, so uh, keep uh, continue to keep him and his family in prayers right there. But as for the injury report, going into it right now, 
Uh, everyone was a full participant on Friday, despite wide receiver Deontay Johnson shoulder and cramps. Right tackle Chooks Wuma, a core for uh, the Bengals. I mean, oh, the Steelers, excuse me. Right tackle. Uh, but other than that, everyone seemed to be participating right now. I mean, uh, uh, for this game. He also had uh, Mark, Marcus Allen right there who had hamstring. He was limited on Wednesday, but he practiced uh, fully the rest of the week. Deontay Johnson didn't have full practice until Friday. Wednesday and Thursday, he was he was limited uh, throughout. Um, Duke's core four, he only missed one day of practice on Thursday. I mean, that was where he did not practice, but he was fully participating on Friday. Uh, Bengals right now, they, they they listed no starters uh, right there on the injury report this past week. However, they did have uh, four uh, listed, three out of their four, which were backup tight ends. Uh, Devin, a CSE, uh, dealing with a quad injury. He did not practice all week. Uh, he is ruled out of this game. You also got uh, Mitchell Wilcox dealing with an ankle injury. He was limited uh, through Thursday, practice on Friday. He is questionable for today's game. He also had uh, Drew Sample. Uh, not really much of a big deal. He was full participant all week, despite dealing with a knee injury. Uh, no game status on that. So he seems like uh, he's got the green light for today's game. And then you got one last receiver who's the second uh, player on this list who is also questionable. Uh, his name is Trent Taylor, dealing with a hamstring. Uh, he was limited. He didn't appear on the injury report until Thursday and Friday uh, right here. So uh, there you have Steelers. Uh, so far, clean bill health. We'll see how Deontay Johnson, uh, how he continues to react today. Uh, don't don't think uh, he's going to be a big question mark going into this. I mean, this is a guy who's uh, been struggling. I mean, like, you know, hanging on to the ball, dropping a lot of passes. Biggest criticism uh, right here. I mean, when you uh, think about it. I mean, Deontay Johnson, who uh, – was able to get a, a very fair uh, deal, by the way. I mean, this year in the offseason, back on August 4th, agreed to a two-year extension, basically two more years uh, past his rookie year, which would be after this year, of course, uh, and where he signed a, a sweet deal uh, here. But, I mean, it was uh, good for him right here. Uh, he is going to be uh charged I mean for the cap number he's gonna be uh this year he's gonna be had over seven point six one million dollars sixteen point three and in twenty twenty three and fifteen point uh eight in his uh foul year. So like I said Deontay Johnson if he didn't have all the drops I mean what he did with uh from his targets he'd have more money in my opinion. All the drops he had, I think it definitely uh, robbed him royally. But, I mean, at the same time, when you look at this, uh, my thoughts, I didn't get really a chance to share my thoughts on this much, but I really feel like it's a win-win. It's nothing he had to lock him up for something significantly where they had to have their arms and hands tied to him for a significant time. But at the same time, too, I mean, this is a guy, too. I mean, you, you, you give him a uh, fairly decent uh, market value. He's not necessarily one of the top paid receivers, but I mean, he's still like in that category around top 10, top 15, I want to say. 
So, I mean, that that is pretty uh, significant uh, right here. I mean, when you look at the receiver uh, position right here, I mean, you look at uh, annual pay, the, or let's just uh, look at like a total uh, value. But no, I mean, uh, he, like I said, total value, I mean, he's not top 10. But as far as annual uh, pay per year, he's uh, 17th uh, as far as like uh, annual pay, making over $18.35 million. So very fair deal right there. I mean, of course, I mean, he's not on the level of like, say, like a Tri-Kill, uh, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, or A.J. Brown. I mean, clearly. I mean, for the most part, he was leading his team in reception yards the last few years, too. I mean, this guy who's definitely been working hard, uh, I mean, for his badge right there. And I could be any proud of him. Also, real quickly, uh, as far as, like, uh, aside from the injury report, uh, the Steelers did place uh, linebacker Heckler Rashid on the practice squad and injured list. Inside receiver Jakari Robertson to the practice squad. So there you have it right there. Uh, currently, uh, this year's uh, practice squad, I mean, like uh, for the practice squad, as far as this year, the Steelers have uh, 17 altogether. I mean, of course, with uh, Mickler, who's uh, he has been released, but no, excuse me, they, they have. Uh, 16 right now. And then as far as like the reserve and injury list right now, they've got uh seven technically when you add uh Meckler on here. The others they got Kelvin Austin the third right here, uh wide receiver, Carl Joseph uh safety, Demonte Kazi safety, Jeremy Nichols running back, Anthony Miller receiver, uh Carlos Patel uh defense back. So let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Keys to the game uh for a Steelers win, hopefully today. Uh, number one, control and stop the run. The Bengals have outgained the Steelers in their last three games, beginning with that losing streak back on December. Uh, I mean, I mean, twenty-first uh, on Monday Night Football was when the losing streak began. They have outgained the Steelers by two hundred and forty yards, three hundred and eighty yards for the Bengals, one hundred and forty yards. Uh, for the Steelers right there. And remember, Joe Mixon didn't uh, merge into the scene of getting a bulk of those rushing yards. He had 255 of those yards uh, last season he was responsible for. I mean, when you look at just to show you how significant it was, who averaged like about five and a half yards per attempt off of 46 attempts. That is going to be very key right there. I mean, Steelers right there, I mean, Bengals' run defense did a good job neutralizing uh, Najee Harris and putting a lot of issues right there, uh, forced turnovers, which leads me to key number two, turnover ratios. Steelers have been minus six in that three-game losing streak right there. Seven to 16 from the previous uh, long-tenure quarterback and soon-to-be Hall of Famer Ben Rosberger. Five interceptions, two lost fumbles of that right there. So he's responsible for those seven uh, turnovers right there. If they can find a way to keep the keep the ball clean right there and win that turnover battle right there, uh, force some interceptions. I mean, right there, 
big key would be trying to find a way to neutralize uh, Jamar Chase uh, to be easier said than done. Key number three, pass protection. One-on-one matchup I'd be looking for today would be Chukswell McCorfo, who is the right tackle uh, for this year's uh, team. He'll be going up against, let's see, uh, for the Bengals right here, going into this uh, game. But uh, anyway, I mean, Duke's rolling with core four right there. He is definitely going to be a uh, guy to watch out for uh, on this uh, game right here. When you look at uh, pass protection, the guy that he'll be going up against, uh, basically he'll be going up against, it, it looks like the matchup I want to say is going to be uh, their defensive end, Trey Hendrickson right there. He led their team last year with 14 uh, sacks right there. Uh, he's been a very dangerous. He's had a sack in each game uh, versus Steelers uh, last year. Uh, he's going to be a matchup for uh, Chooks. May have his uh, hands uh, full with right there. Also, too, T.J. Watt versus left tackle Jonah Williams right here. Uh, who uh, T.J. Watt has been neutralized all last season. No sacks at all. Prior to that, he had seven and a half uh, games during the Steelers' 10-game winning streak, including Watt's first eight games. So he was used to winning up until that game in December 2020. Uh, that's going to be another match right there. So T.J. Watt uh, versus left tackle uh, Jonah Williams right there. And last but not least, staying this one. Steelers last season had 106 penalties, which was 13th in the league. 23 of them going coming off of false starts for a total of 44 on the offense. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Was here of the Steel Podcast. Once again, you guys can follow me at Prodigy Richie at Steel CJR and on Instagram at Steel Nation. And uh, let's see if the Steelers can find a way to get this W today. Let's kick off the season right. Uh, feel free to let me know where you're going to be watching the game at. And uh, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I got it.